And welcome to Fumble Through, Fumble Through, a podcast that just invented the word plagiarism. So fill up your inkwells, dunk your quills, and buckle up your scrolls as together we make up stories about imaginary characters and let dice decide how we improvise their actions. Speaking of people who always like to dunk their quills, I do like to dunk my quill. Who um, doesn't? <laughs> follow us Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Henry Cavill, where are you? We've got some quills. Yeah. <laughs> When you say dunk your quills, are you talking Guardians of the Galaxy? Peter Quill. Toward Peter Quill, dunking him into a, because of a painting. Oh, talk about sex. Baby. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the reference. It's a euphemism. <laughs> Just the disapproving look on Justin's face. Then was like, enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough talk about sex. Baby. Baby. Anyway, I, I am, I'm sorry, I haven't got a, a thing prepared today for Henry Cravel because I thought we'd better tone it down a bit to say, like, Henry, come play some games. Yeah, we don't want to seem too needy, do yeah. we? we want to oh, play, now, cool. now we're going to try to play hard to get, yeah. are we? Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to go be like, we're just going to be cool and, you know. Yeah. How are you married? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take it, back it off, play cool. Give him the cold shoulder. Let's do some gaslighting and see how far we go. We'll neg him a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, he's not cool enough to be on this show. I'm going to get, I'm going to back off for about 20, 30 years and see how that goes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And, and Meanwhile, then, don't we have like a buy me a coffee and stuff? Like, I do. know your whole new thing's all Henry Cavill, but we also have like websites and Facebooks and, yes, and but, uh, Instagram. I'm face. working on the, um, I'm working on the, the, for the buy me a coffee, I'm working on the stretch goals. So I want to make sure I have them all locked down before I pump that too what hard. What sort of stretch goals might we have? I'm, um, you know, I think we, that's why he's waiting well, before he starts recording them on the, on the podcast. I'm going to have a kid soon, so I'm like, I'm, I don't want to go. That's hey, not a stretch goal. No. no. Yeah, well, I have my child. No, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Just don't be mark. like, what's a stretch goal? <laughs> I'm having a baby. Yeah. That's a stretch mark, my friend. <laughs> I'm saying I don't want to go, hey, if you donate us this amount of money, we're going to start another show just before I have another kid. No. But uh, what you're saying is, buy as many coffees as you can so I can afford to have another kid. Yeah. <laughs> but what we do need to know is that, that we still need dice. My dice aren't rolling great. I think Luke's bought another set of dice recently. Yes, like I you have. Ca- rocked in today here. with yep. a new set of dice. I did indeed. What are they? Uh, well, they're actually the, um, the D&D... Um, just grab the box. Uh, the uh, Witchlight Carnival set. They are pretty. Shouldn't they, they are- be mine then? Yeah, <laughs> or I, 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 I bought them because I like the orange. Yeah, the they orange are an orange. What color are the purple? Purple, yeah, numbers, and they got this lovely little glitter to them as well. They it's are not, it's not very pretty. Really orange though. It's more orange, isn't it? Orange. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so, what people put on before they go out nightclubbing. Rouge. No, that's the self tan. Oh, right. orange. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think Trump's a version <laughs> yeah. of orange. Yeah. Can I say to those people out there, while Justin and Luke are talking about buying dice, that's the reason why we need money for our uh, end of month tax return. And end of year tax return is in two months' time. Uh, we've got some lawyer fees and some renewals of uh, some back end properties. They keep spending all the 
not properties as in places to live, but as in, in website costs. We have, we have bills <laughs> that means. we keep spending all our money uh-huh. on on dice. Uh, the dice Apparently, don't... that's not part of what we're supposed to do. Uh, uh, yeah, well, tax deductible, but not useful to pay off some other people. Yeah, and look, Luke's discovered that in the box there's other stuff, and he can't now control himself yeah. as he's a man. Anyway, as Brett's trying to say, we're paying for this podcast out of our own pocket. But it would be nice to have you guys pay for yeah. some of it. It's a it, look, any anything that you can do to assist us with this is always good. You know, it's if, if you show, can show your appreciation for this product we give you each and every week, we would appreciate it. Luke didn't hear any of that. He was looking yeah. at cards. Yeah, again. No, and yeah. Then the <laughs> just finding ways to spend more of Lindsay's money. That's what And I'm then, doing. yes, we can spend more money from our pockets on cool stuff like T-shirts or, you know. We can finally put some merch out for yeah. you people. That's my. That's I'm really looking forward to getting those hot pockets up and out of my garage. Or <laughs> six hundred of them. There's not yeah. six hundred left anymore, Justin. It's been a while. Wait, that was an April Fool's joke. How are you? How are you? Where did you get the hot pockets from? Lindsay said hot pockets on Facebook. I went, oh shit! I missed. Must have missed a memo and ordered a whole bunch of hot pockets because we need to put a merch line out. They're very cold pockets now. By midday that day, I had a lot of hot pockets in my house. <laughs> Tepid pockets, then they became cold pockets. Now they're mold pockets. <laughs> nice. Sweet. They almost turned into a wrap. Oh, <laughs> is that Eminem? Is that Dido again? Oh, now, if we're harking back, mold pockets, what we call your asshole. Hey, <laughs> I thought that was the blue whale. Uh, the blue oyster. Hey. No, I thought blue whales were called blue whales because they swore all the time. They're like, don't you tell it, say that to me. Blue whale. No, I get it. no, it's because they swim deep in the ocean. It's cold. <laughs> Lips go blue. Shouldn't they be shrunken whales then? I thought it's because they never got to have sex. Blue whales. There is such a thing as a blue bean. <laughs> female, 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 female. Yeah, that is exactly what it is. Legit. Legit. Yeah. yeah. I was in the room when he researched <laughs> that. So. Just a few days ago, we all experienced that grueling tradition that is the 1st of April, or it's otherwise known April's Fool's Day. So did you know that in 2004, people thought that was actually an April Fool prank when Google announced Gmail? Everyone was like, nah, that's not real. What a, what a prank. That, I thought that was a really nice bit of tidbit. Yes, I am trying to teach you guys something. Today, I want to combine the idea of April Fool's and the dicey question by asking, what is a great April Fool's joke that you can think of? Oh, what? Well, I think I just did one because, as I said, um, you guys obviously all follow our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So you would have seen our, um, our new merch line that we announced for Flopsy brand Hot Pockets. That was an April Fool's joke. So, sorry for all those people that pre-ordered. Bitterly disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. I'm leaving. This is bullshit. (laughs) What am I going to do with 20,000 Hot Pockets, Lindsay? (laughs) (laughs) I did think your order was excessive, Brett. Anyone got a good April Fool's joke? I'm not sure that I do. No, or you're a saying that D&D based April Fool's Oh, no. Well, that, that was good, but I meant one that you're making up here at the table. Okay. I'll, I'll put a thing on. I used to enjoy walking into work and changing uh, the letters on people's keyboards, just popping the letter off and physically changing it so people who couldn't touch type would be going, I'm hitting a D, but it's a Y. Why is that? Look, that was a fun one. <laughs> Quirk D. Yeah. yeah. We used to do, when I worked in a, in a uh, customer services department one time, it was email and um, 
correspondence driven rather than phone. We used to do this thing where you could, I don't know if I've got the right techno, uh, tech terminology for this, Lindsay, so correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> you could hack into or slave that person's computer. So you could type and it would appear on their screen as they're typing their letters. And you would just sit there and just randomly hit S. <laughs> every couple of seconds and they would lose their shit because obviously they'd have to go keep going back and edit in the, the letter that was yeah. good fun we had lots of laughs with that i have a pretty good one this is probably my favorite that i've ever done is um i had a friend in a cubicle near me that hated nickelback with a passion mm-hmm. the paddle pop line and um <laughs> so what we did is we got a phone and programmed all the numbers that we had, like mobiles, desk phones, into it with different Nickelback songs. <laughs> and then I pulled apart the desk partition and hid the phone in behind the I de- love it. desk partition, I love it. put it back, and then we'd just spend all day. Anyone that could see him, ringing him randomly throughout the day, so different Nickelback songs would play. <laughs> and it took him weeks, and he was dismantling, like pulling everything out of his drawers, trying to find this phone. And we only got caught because... The phone died, so I had to get it out to recharge it. <laughs> That's when he came in. That's so, really funny. Yeah. Is this how you remind him of what he really I is? doubt he listens to my podcast. <laughs> oh, no, it's a Nickelback, Nickelback song. That's oh, a Nickelback. Right. See, unlike Eminem, I, I don't, know Nickelback. I only I know, know shit Nickelback. songs. I, got it. Yeah. You got only it. know shit songs? Well, uh, yeah. Apart from Dido. Well, Yeah. <laughs> That was in a period of my life that I was probably listening to other things. I was cooler back then and I probably was actually listening to like Real Big Fish or uh, oh, I love Real the Big Bloodhound Fish. Gang or something like that back What's in those days. Fish? They're a good band. Are they? Yeah, Scar Band. Is it an Australian band, is it? No. No? No. No? No. Very American. Are they not? Very American. Because I've Real, seen them here so many Real times. Big Fish. Yeah, they used to come around for Falls Festival. Not Falls Festival. The, what was the skate one? Anyway, that will make sense because the first time I saw him was in a skate park. Really yeah, big fish. Yeah. Really. yeah, I can't remember what that festival well, used to, to be, up. but yeah, they used to come out. There used to be, yeah, all those ska bands would be together. In a similar vein for April Fools, you know, when you type in your phone, you're doing a message and you type OMW and it says on my way and this, those kinds of things, you can mm-hmm. set those up, you can automate those. So in my wife's phone, my wife. I changed Brett to Lord of My Pants. <laughs> So she would text her friends and all of a sudden she would type in, I'm going to go home, Brett's calling me, the Lord of my pants is calling me. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. They, nice. they seem to be a lot of computer-based. Like my the best April jokes I've ever played on people are like things where you press the button, get rid of all, you take a screenshot of their desktop and then you press the button to get rid of all the icons. So when they're clicking on the icons, it's just a picture and it doesn't go through. Or God forbid anyone ever leaves their lap their like laptop logged in because I will send them emails from their future selves, um, just giving them bits of advice about what will happen on future dates and what they need to do. I've done that many times. Computer practical jokes. Because who's the guy that gets called about them all the time? (laughs) Bill Gates. Oh. I would change people's screens uh, screensavers and desktop to Yoda. And say, don't leave your computer unlocked. Yoda's going to get you. Oh, no, I would never, ever do anything that pointed back to me. Oh. It was always their future selves that made these things happen. That's plausible deniability is very important. They, I mean, the running joke for a long time when I first got married was to phone my mother every April Fool's Day to tell, them I, tell her I was pregnant. Well, that we you were, were pregnant? A, well, that we were having a baby. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> Forget about it. That's way ahead of his time. 
<laughs> Do you remember when we were growing up, and this was a long time ago for some people, perhaps before you were born. Um, oh, I was definitely growing up then. <laughs> they used to do April Fool's jokes in the newspaper. Yes, there were newspapers that came and were thrown to your door and they were written on paper, not on a screen. In one of those newspapers, the paper had done an April Fool's joke telling people were moving to decimal time <laughs> and people believed it yeah. and it was fantastic. It's like, how, how are we going to do 10 seconds and an hour? And people couldn't get their heads around it, but I thought it was amazing. In, in researching this dicey question, I did come across quite a few April Fool's facts. There are a couple of European countries that actually have days off on April Fool's Day, and it's quite a big thing. Um, there are certain countries that will actually have front page news, which will not the headline story, but definitely a story on the front page will be an April Fool's joke. What countries? Uh, European. Yeah, well, yeah. Like what? Ukraine? Uh, I've been to Ukraine is actually is a holiday, des which is why I was saying European countries. Oh, no. So, yes, Ukraine has a holiday and it's quite a large tradition in the UK. So, is it possible that Ukraine. Putin has just got, got ahead of the game, really? And it was supposed to be <laughs> and he's like, like, It just oh. all gone wrong. And he's like, Oh, I've got to no, deal with it, now. You wait till the armistice was called <laughs> on Monday. He's already called ceasefires. Yeah. April Fools. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry so, about that hospital. April Fools. Yeah. Yeah. We got to really stay away from that topic of conversation, <laughs> don't we? It's It'll be playing done dusted by the time this goes out. It's right? playing on all of our minds, but we can't really talk about it just in case our new overlords hear us. <laughs> and then we'll be probed. I mean, that's the problem when the country's ruled by someone who used to be in the KGB. <laughs> so... The Grand Convocation stands before you. You guys had just gone through the paparazzi element of the uh, of walking into the Grand Lodge to get to the Pathfinder event of every year where Pathfinders come from far and wide to talk to each other, to discuss uh, their various exploits, to show each other artifacts, to show things that they've done and talk about the uh, the, the achievements of the Pathfinder Society and to share knowledge. If you didn't know this, the Pathfinder Society is predicated on the idea that there are things called Pathfinder Chronicles. So the Pathfinder Chronicles are a series of books that are recorded by Pathfinders. So when you are a Pathfinder, you record exactly what you do in a chronicle. That chronicle comes to the Grand Lodge and then the Grand Lodge puts it into a book that becomes the Pathfinder Chronicles. So it's almost like a, a historical document of Pathfinders and of the way that Pathfinders are helping to shape the world and uh, reclaim things that are done in the past. And that's why events like this are so important. So you guys have uh, dressed up in your finest. You've got your, your best clothes on, your best attitudes. You've gone to deportment and etiquette classes. You've walked around with books on your heads. You've, uh, you've held a plum in your mouth so that you can talk the right way for a little while and you have gone through all of the paparazzi to great cheers because I believe that you have with the help of Flopsy using his spell power and Miles just looking Miles-like and shooting skirmish, skirmish? Skirmish. Skirmish into the air and then uh, we've got Reg who is uh, using his dipl diplomatic skills. The Reggie 3 as you have become known since your recent exploits uh, garnered great cheers on the way in especially from the people of, of Absalom and the foreign quarter. As you went through this portal, the portal opened in front of you and you walked through the gates of the Grand Lodge and you, uh, you step through a portal into a bright, clear, 
sunny day. Imagine green grass, butterflies, uh, that, that kind of sunrise that is just beautiful. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Whatever has been done to the grounds of the Grand Lodge, what you think, whatever uh, weather was outside or would be outside has been changed for this event and the grounds of the Grand Lodge have been magically altered in some way, at least to give you this day. The grounds of the Grand Lodge have certainly earned their name. Well-manicured path leads right up the middle away from this portal with a series of exotic orange bushes on either side of them. And there, it ends with the steps that lead up to the vaulting series of five towers uh, in which sits the Grand Hall. You know that those five towers are called Skyreach and Skyreach can be seen from far and wide all over the city of Absalom, reaching the sky. It's a series of towers. It's often where initiates and people that join the Pathfinder Society might live and, and barracks, but there's also five towers, many, uh, many of many places within there are, are locked off or blocked or people don't even know what is going on. The Great Hall within Skyreach is designed to allow large numbers of agents to gather in safety for assemblies and exchanges and is comfortably appointed but lacks any unifying theme of decor. An ornate fountain magically produces ice-cold water on one side and an eclectic selection of chairs, rugs, divans, cushions, tables, stools, end tables and hammocks provide numerous places to sit and spread out maps or goods or artifacts or relics. The largest table of the Great Hall is the Atlas Tableau, a mighty table that is 20 foot to a side that contains an illusionary map of the entire inner sea region and the lands around it. I kind of think of that one as a bit of Game of Thrones, you know, when they were standing in King's Landing, yep. they've got the big Game of Thrones, but this is a, a almost three times the size of that um, to the point where it's got illusions and you can see weather patterns and you can see things migrating and you can see the cool. ocean and you can see, you know, all the scar in there and, and things are actually moving around on it as almost like it's a replication of, of real light. Um, the ceiling of the room is also clad in an illusion, showing the very sky above the city as if it were night with astrological markers identifying constellations and the locations of planets. The Decemvirate, which is the uh, governing body of the Pathfinders, now the Decemvirate is a secret governing body. Nobody actually knows who the members of the Decemvirate are. So that is something that is held very closely. And even members of the high-ranking Pathfinder officials don't know who is part of the ruling body of the Decemvirate. But the Decemvirate can dismiss or reactivate this illusion with a command word revealing an intricate skylight that lets in the light of day. So you can imagine that as you look up, it doesn't look like a vaulted ceiling at all. It just looks like a sky. And for on this very day, you can see constellations as clear as day um, or as clear as night. And you can see that under them, like as you look on, look into them, if you focus a little bit, you can see them line up together and you can see the names of the constellations, the name of the planets. It's almost like taking your phone out and using one of those star chart apps and uh, and looking above you. The Master of Swords, Marcos Farabellus, strides up to the large crowd and claps his hands together for attention. 
Welcome, Pathfinders, one and all, and welcome to our traveling venture captains stationed abroad, as well as our honored guests. And he pauses to look around for everyone, and you can hear the murmurs in the crowd quieten down as he gets everybody's attention. I am Marcos Farabellus, and on behalf of the Decemberate, I welcome you to the Pathfinder Society's annual grand convocation. Claps and cheers, and everybody's happy. I shall address all of the attendees later this afternoon to announce some of the society's greatest accomplishments over the past years and our plans for the future. In the meantime, I invite you to stroll about the campus, meet with your peers, and enjoy all the sights of the Grand Lodge. We have set up numerous challenges and contests so that you can show off your skills or sharpen them if need be. I'll send around ushers when it's time to assemble for the speeches on the North Lawn. Enjoy! And with that, there is a cacophony of claps and loud cheers. And you can see multiple attendants walking around. And, and even as you're looking around, you can see that there are various um, little pods, almost like a fair, where people are attending little, you think they're first year pathfinders maybe, and they're attending little stalls that have different kind of uh, kind of events that you can wander around and you can see. The, uh, the, the grounds of this pathfinder, the Grand Lodge, are huge so they are, they take about 10 minutes just to get from one section to another so walking around the entire area just at this point is probably not something but as you exit the grand hall you exit through the southern door back to the pathway with the orange uh, bushes next to you and you can you can explore the southern end or you can explore the northern end but you know that You'll get to the northern end for the speeches there. There are quite a few different events that you might want to want to uh, uh, attract or go towards, um, and these events are part of the Grand Lodge's uh, convocation. As you stand there, you kind of, you know, people start filling out and people who obviously know each other are starting to clap hands and and you guys are standing there having not been here as honoured guests. You know when you're a little unsure of an area and you kind of stand yep. there for a bit not looking like, you know, other people have made a beeline to where the bar might be or the the food might be or where, where they want to go where their friends are. You guys are standing around for a moment when a man – uh, walks up to you, bald head with tattoos all over where his hair would be, marks upon his face. He uh, he looks like he is uh, has an air of of pomp about him almost. He's uh, he's walking with a, a sense of greatness to him, and he looks a bit like like this guy in this picture. So I actually mm -hmm. do have a picture of him. He carries a staff, and upon that staff you can see a dragon's tooth that is uh, standing on top, a giant dragon's tooth, if you will, that was carved. But he's in robes, and he looks like he is of the arcane, and he says, Good morning. Uh, uh, you are Pathfinders? I, I rolled a... Um a bluff check mm -hmm. when, when you start describing everything to try and hide how amazed Miles is at seeing all the stuff you're describing. I rolled a three with a minus two takes me to a one. So Miles is just, wow! Yeah. <laughs> Miles is like, holy fucking shit, look at that ceiling. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of what he comes into. Yeah. So this, this guy, you're a Pathfinders? 
Uh, no, not 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 at the moment, sir. My name is uh, Commander Miles McCarthy of the Reggie Three, uh, Private of the Watch. Uh, you are part of Private Watch. <laughs> no, what sir. My, sorry, what my sorry. esteemed colleague here is trying to say is that uh, we are um, we are part, currently part of the Watch. We're here as special guests. This is our first time experiencing such a wonderful. Uh, collection of uh, like-minded people. It is my first time, too. I've never been here. My first time in Absalom, as a matter of fact. Can I sense motive? Yep. Uh, that is a 19 on a sense motive. Yeah, he seems uh, like that's fairly genuine. Okay. I come from far overseas. Osiriani. In the, the desert lands. Do you not be really good right now? <laughs> Knowledge geography. <laughs> Knowledge geography is a very important knowledge skill to have. Oh, yes, uh, Assyriani. Yes, I, I know all about Assyriani. You, uh, you, and he looks down at you, and he, uh, you know, one of you's probably got. How, how tall through. is he? Because I'm pretty tall. He's just a human, but he, look, he looks down upon your persons, and one of you probably oh. has your wayfinder still hanging about or tucked onto your belt or something, and he says, Ah, the wayfinder of the pathfinder. I have two. And he pulls out, all he's got is the glyph. Uh, he doesn't have a wayfinder that comes apart, and he says, You honorary members. Uh, yes, I believe we are. We are. We've been doing a bit of help with them. We've partnered up with one of their dear members and uh, we've done some good for the city and they've made us honorary members. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And he kind of claps a little bit. And he's, oh, my word. I was told to be best behave. My name is Amriel Thask. And he bends from the waist and almost touching the floor. He bends so low and he says, I am pleased to make acquaintances of people. Hello, good Amriel. Welcome. Uh, do you know where the bar is or the food? I have seen there, and he go, he looks at you kind of, and he's trying to answer, but he kind of looks. Hold on, excuse me, you boy. Uh, hot pockets, you got hot pockets in the garçon. <laughs> and we were, what 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 did you do to to acquire such a great invitation to these lands? To I, this party? Uh, I studied the dragon. Dragons oh. are are very important creatures for the world, Mister. Mr. Uh, uh, Miles McCarthy at your service. Oh, that's right. Private. What, what dragons? Yes, uh, we uh, we have had a run in with a dragon ourselves. You you have had a run in with dragon. Please yes, tell, we uh, we tell are. me and your friends. Yes, uh, Flops. Richie, can you go get Flopsy? <laughs> You've got to go get the bloody food yourself. Yeah. Flopsy, Jeepers. Uh, can you get out that dragon claw that we cut off that dragon? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got it in here somewhere. Hold on a second. Uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, that's a 10-foot ladder. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, here, Grognard. <laughs> Grognard. Here it is. Here's a, the claw that we found. This was a... Hi, hi. you're still here. Good. Um, yes, our friend here is a, a, a studier of dragons. Dragons, you say? And I was telling him we we've had a run in with dragons, cut off a claw, and I thought this, I'd try to this him. very claw in my hands. Do you have? Do you know what it is? He he looks at you, and his eyes first widen as he looks at the claw, and then you can see a sadness almost fall over his eyes. And see, you you cut this off of such a noble creature. 
was more a matter of it doing itself more than anything, but yes. May, may I see it? Uh, y- y- yes, you can. I can touch? You may. And he, he reaches out and he grabs it. He's quite he, precious to me. Please be gentle. And he, he looks at it. And the claws, claw itself is, is palm-sized. You know, it's quite mm. a large nail from a dragon. And he, this, this from Black Dragon? Yes, what else can you tell me about it? Very big. Very big. And you say you cut this off a dragon? Well, I said... We, did, we didn't cut it off. We, no. we didn't cut it off. It kind yes, of cut we off. cut it off a dragon. Yes, that's it, exactly what we did. We, it came at us and it cut, ended up losing its claw. It's kind of a... It's a story. I would love to hear stories of dragons. Is, is why I am here. And to share knowledge of dragons. I have meetings later with, uh, with people I would like to share. And... But... Uh, perhaps I could, uh, uh, how you, do you say, accompany you and we could uh, enjoy festivities. That's, yes. That's, and, he, and he hands back the claw to you, Flossy. That's kind of it. Yeah. He takes a claw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, that look, sounds like a great idea. If you want to hang about, hang about. Sure, I'm going to get some drinks and a Richie, bite to eat. Sorry, sorry. You, you're going to get food? I'm trying to find it. Bloody ch- the, the servers won't bring it. You've got to go find the bloody bar wherever it is. Reggie, I will beat you in any of these challenges that you want to take me on in. Uh, sure. How about a drinking challenge? <laughs> sure. Any of them. <laughs> eating challenge? I bet you beat him in limbo. I'm just saying we can do that. <laughs> we can do eating and drinking at any time. I'm, I'm more interested in these skills. Let's, why don't we mosey on and see what we can find? And hopefully, there's a bar or somewhere to, something to eat on the way. Yeah, there are definitely servers walking around with platters of food and and drink and things for you to eat. There's also large tables that you can go to uh, and those kinds of things. So it, it is plentiful. But I get that Flopsy would be upset that nobody's handing him specifically That's right. things where, he wants. Where when is he wants my them. thing now? Yeah. Amriel, yeah. you seem like a man of um, oh, yes. knowledge. What, do you have some kind of um, arcane or religious power about you? I study the dragon. I'm, I'm uh, gonna, how about we tell our story? Well, it's good practice before we tell it to everyone else. Yeah. But why would we waste our time with this guy? He might have, he, like, he studies dragons. He might have some interesting. Helpful information. Oh, well, go and tell a story. And I start and I try, I tell it as detailed from the beginning of basically the whole podcast. I was a beet farmer. <laughs> yes. I was born in the, if we go past the map, I point out if it's my area on the map. Yeah, the whole yeah. world's on the so map. So I point out so where I came from. To the from. manor wastes yep. where you yep. were. And- I live in this small farm around about here. And I'd go through everything from getting run out of town and as slowly as it, till we. Just start talking and as we walk to find the nearest. I want to take it as long as possible. <laughs> so he he would be he would be attentive for a period of time and then uh, you talked about the dragon yeah. and he becomes more attentive and then you stop talking about a dragon and he becomes less attentive and then you know eventually he starts looking for a tankard and he <laughs> he takes some uh, some mead and he starts to drink the mead and he starts to start nodding and and just sense motive for me does he start to um it's like how i met your mother sorry, <laughs> does he pay any interest when we talk about the portals oh yeah is, do you go into that kind of is that, detail? Is that what you're talking about you said everything from the podcast from the beginning yeah pretty much okay 
Uh, no, not a particular like he, oh interesting. And then but the dragons, he's perked his ears. But what was your sense motives? Twenty one. Four. Six. Reg. He's being bored shitless. So he <laughs> after the after that dragon where you described that one encounter that you've had with an actual dragon. He, he perks up for about the next two minutes and then when there's no talk about that, he tries to to vie the conversation back to it. But when it doesn't come back to dragons, he kind of loses a little bit of interest and, and, you know, you see him start to look around at what other people are doing and you definitely get the idea that he has lost interest in this conversation, especially when you're talking about your very in-depth night uh, as part of the night watch. So Reg cuts in. So. so- so tell me, how was it your ear then? How have you ended up getting invited along? I'm sure I heard you say earlier that this is your first one as well. I is, yes. I've, I was given on an honorary uh, uh, pathfinder. I became, uh, I, how do you say, agent of a dragon? Uh, I Agent you, of a dragon? You are an agent of a dragon. I sometimes like to speak to the dragons and the druids ask me to relay something. Are you a druid? Uh, and then I went to do that. And then, uh, then I talked to the dragon and we became friends. And then uh, the druids had some problems. I asked the dragon to stop and the dragon stops. Um, and then one of the druids just was Pathfinder and then talked to me and gave me this and said, come to the convocation and talk to people about the dragons. You work for a dragon. Uh, I don't work for the dragon. I guess I f- am friends with the dragon would be best. What kind of dragon? A green one. Okay, sense motive. Hmm? Knowledge, whatever. Dragons. 14 on a sense motive. Oh, sorry. 16 on a sense motive. Yeah, you think he's telling the truth. I think he's think telling he, the truth. Yeah, you think Not- that everything that's coming out, he doesn't seem to have any deception in the way that he's speaking. Knowledge arcana is for dragons. Uh, yep. Ooh. Uh, 29. Yeah, there are dr- green dragons. Are they good, evil, bad? Green dragons? Yeah, well, what do I know about green uh, dragons? Green dragons have moments. So green dragons can sometimes be quite envious and uh, can be a little malicious at times. Um, but, yeah, obviously they were doing something wrong and he's helped talk about them. And he doesn't give you too many details. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's very broad strokes in his conversation, and you're not sure whether that's just because of the way uh, his his grasp of the language, or whether or not it's because he's just waiting before he can tell his story properly to somebody. He certainly is not talking about beats and and the minutiae that your story. It's almost polar opposites hey, in the our, versions of stories. Our podcast is not a minutia. It's fantastic entertainment. What what is the podcast? Right, so I've heard that story that Miles is telling because I was in it, and uh, your story seems quick and to the point. Thank you. I'm going over here to check out what's over here. <laughs> and that's a nice way of uh, breaching through. The grounds of the Grand Lodge belie its more exotic nature, giving the real reason why it's situated in the foreign quarter. The lodge merely resides in Absalom, and it it really isn't part of Absalom itself. Like you guys have often said, I wonder if the Pathfinders will be part of this, and I wonder if that. But the the Pathfinder Lodge itself, and this is the first time you're really spending some time in here, seeing how it goes, other than Saloni's funeral. 
um, that was really the only other time you've been in the grounds. But you really do see uh, just how it's a myriad of cultures that are blended with each other and with things that are exotic in the very extreme. And it's not really a representation. You could look around and go, I'm not even in Absalom once you'll pass the walls. The pathfinders seem to cater for all cultures. Uh, the more exotic and rare, probably the better, especially the fauna and flora that you, you can see around here. As part of the convocation, there's a series of contests which is scattered throughout the grounds to challenge and test uh, the both the experienced and novice pathfinders alike. These contests have been designed to test a range of skills and abilities as the pathfinders know their ranks are made up um, from a large variety of races and classes. And this is where uh, definitely Amriel starts to turn his uh, attentions towards some of these contests and see you can see the din of excitement around some of them. And, and much like a fair or a fate, there's large groups around each one of these. So you think given, um, given where it is and now that you spent a little bit of time talking, you probably could enter about two of these contests before you know it's going to take a, a fair bit of time. What they, there, as you're walking around the grounds, you can see a, a variety of them. So if you take the time to just sort of scan and have a look around, or even asking one of the attendants, they can tell you that there is a an, there's a contest of animal taming, there's a contest of storytelling, there's a contest of a law symposium where people debate things. Um, there's an obstacle course. There's a, a sleuthing reward where it's a, about being sneaky or a trap mastering reward. There's even a, a, a weightlifting contest that's out there. Ah, uh, Emriel, see the weightlifting? You'd be dragging some things around there. <laughs> oh, it's this joke. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Bet you I can lift more than you, Reggie. Yeah, you probably could, but I bet you I can get around that obstacle course quicker than you can. Yeah. So you Go on then. So you can line up and, and again, it's like, I guess, you know, when you go to a theme park and you have to line up for a little while and, and different, uh, different varied levels of pathfinders have different types of wayfinders and glyphs of denoting their, their power or status within the pathfinder society. So you, you are mixing with people who are generally, genuinely have faced down black dragons um, as well as pure novices so obviously the the things get a bit bit different no matter where you are and you're ushered towards some stations that are more befitting your level in life which one do you want to do first oh i want to do the um i'll, I'll take you on in both i don't mind do the obstacle course <laughs> yeah i feeling that'll be an acrobatic check or two going on there right so flopsy's not going to do any of those contests but he's going to Cheer get, on, cheer on. get himself some food and then start discussing with people what they think what's going on and trying to gather some information as he goes. Mm -hmm. You feel like the the best way to gather information would be around the crowds. Yeah, yeah. standing and cheering all the crowds on, have talking gone about stuff. through. So I'm just letting you know now, you guys might not know this, but we are, have just embarked on a Pathfinder Society uh, scenario mm. that is called the Siege of Serpents. Now, you don't know why it's called The Siege of Serpents, but this was written by Jim Groves, and this is actually a Pathfinder Society uh, one-shot module that leads into quite a few that I'm happy to explore, but it's it's definitely uh, a Pathfinder Society. So I know that, Brett, you've been Pathfinder Society before, mm -hmm. but, and Luke, you've done a one-shot with me before, I think. Yep. But yeah, we're, so we're heading towards that that kind of I, I think I remember this module from Dragon 142 where it was very Gygaxian. 
You're such a Tucker's kobold. <laughs> I'll untuck in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> So for, for those of you that would like to uh, join parts of the grand convocation and put your put test your skills against other uh, other or each other, which ones would you like to? So Reggie and Miles, you've so kind I want of to get talked to the about. Yep. Yep. So you're both heading towards the obstacle course. Is that correct? Yep. I'm hoping it's other things rather than just speed. Right. Well, if it's speed, you've won. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> Other things other than agility. Are you on the quiet trying to contest the leadership of the Reggie 3? I thought you already said I was commander. I never said you were commander. You've introduced yourself as commander. No, you said you could be commander of the Reggie. Oh, well, he didn't. There we go. Because I didn't care. Someone said it, so that's it. As long as uh, all the attention's pointed not at Flopsy, that's fine. Miles heard he's a commander. That's all he heard. He's a co-man. So- you guys walk down to the uh, to the area where the obstacle course, an obstacle course designed to test the agility, is set up near the training grounds. And you see training dummies and little targets and those kinds of things where where pathfinders can compete in a timed trial to be the quickest one through a very particular course. A large chalkboard, much like those of you who watch um, the, the oh. Top Gear is set up uh, with Pathfinder's names upon the board and it lists the best times and the participants. People stop and they're watching these. It's a very spectator. It's very friendly. People aren't really here to, to be assholes to each other. Everyone's that? very supportive of, of everything that's going on. <laughs> so you line up and eventually it becomes your turn to uh, complete the obstacle course. Now, rather than jump through every twist and turn of this the obstacle course is and Lindsay, you're going to love this is essentially a roll-off so you can use either your acrobatics or dexterity uh, skill (laughs) in order to uh to compete with the obstacle course as it's set so if you have acrobatics or dexterity all you need to do right now is tell me whether you pass now i have a dc that tells me whether or not you pass this obstacle course and depending on how much you beat or fail, certain things so are going to happen. Is there anyone having fun with, you know, spells? With spells? Yeah. Uh, well, they're doing it. N- not for this, no. No, because it's an obstacle course, people are very much using uh, their, their innate abilities. Come on, Maria. Let's watch these two worm their way through this course. I'm going to lose this. Do you know why I'm going to lose this? Dice. Yeah. Because <laughs> my modifier for acrobatics is crazy good. But they're your good. new dice. Flopsy, do people know when I cast mit- Misfortune? Uh, yes, they can feel it upon them, but for can, sure. But can anyone else know? Uh, I will know, Miles. I will know. Look, we, we remember the Pathfinders are supposed to be, fingers, bunny ears, honourable. Very well, very well. Best of luck. I'm not touching that. <laughs> Put your hand away. Wow, how rude of you. God doesn't even shake before a friendly you're hex me. If I touch you, you're going to hex me. I'm real. It's hot out here. Go get some of that iced wine. Come on. Watch these two run through. Right, what do you want? Acrobatics? Acrobatics or dexterity? Your choice. So you each line up in front of the uh, <laughs> obstacle course in front of you. You see it. I imagine something along the same lines like in the Witcher where series going through a series or well, is it even a knight's tale? There's an obstacle course with bags, sandbags that fly down and spinny things that you have to duck and weave and balancing rods and things you have to jump over and, and go under and all that kind of stuff, that physical stuff that we, they, that we so talk about. So you can use decks. 
and I can use acrobatics. Yeah, it's a choice. They're or- both the same for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the either using decor decrasterity. Even you, dexterity or acrobatics. So the you line up. Who's going to go first? Probably him. I've rolled. Okay, Reggie, you line up on the line, and a bell rings to signal that you are going to start your acrobatics. You start going through the whole thing. What did you get for your? Was it acrobatics or I dexterity? I used acrobatics. Okay. Used and right. what did you get? Uh, you got the dice roll or yep. the grand oh, no, total? The, the whole thing. The whole thing was 26. On a 26, you see Reggie deftly walk through the entire of the uh, obstacle course, get right to the end without incident. As a matter of fact, Reggie posts one of the better times. Oh, in the- one roll. Is that all it was? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I told Reggie you you'd know. love it. It's a roll off. Original. It's a roll off. Reginald, Reginald, didn't even break a sweat. Just making this up, I've heard of a thing called football where they chant. I think it might be wor- wor- football. Football. Football is football. life. <laughs> uh, and then it's time for Miles to stand up. Miles stands up at the uh, line, the bell dings. I'm going off the first roll that I rolled when I was rolling with him, thinking we're going to have multiple rolls, mm-hmm. but it's not. So that's a six. Miles gets hit by a sandbag almost immediately and then flies to the floor. Just as, before as, hitting the floor, there's a, a levitational field. But uh, but before even, as soon as I start falling, Featherfall kicks in automatically. And Featherfall kicks in automatically. Immediately afterwards, people start to cheer and, uh, and, and jeer almost against you, Miles. But Reggie, people start coming around and they start talking to you about how good things are and how amazing things. And a, a group of men take you away for a little while. And they're, they're, they're also part of the, the group of acrobats who are on the list and mm-hmm. the people that are around you. And they say, let's do this one more time. Um, and so they line you up again at this acrobatics course and they're talking to you the whole time. There's a, a real congenial kind of attitude. Can you just make another roll? I'm just going to- You're going to hex me now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a pat on the back and give you guidance. Guidance. People frown upon <laughs> cheaters. Oh, how's that cheating? Oh, he's here. Fair. He's there. That's he's bloody everywhere. He's Reginald. <laughs> Who's eating oh, all the pies, Reginald? Yeah, thirteen this time. On a thirteen, you see that the the obstacle course, where, whatever they did between the first time and this time, the obstacle course has gotten the things spin faster. They swing faster. They're swinging harder, and you get knocked off the uh, oh. obstacle course about halfway through. You make a decent go of it, but it's just not enough. Can I have another game. However, because you did successfully uh, get your name on the board and you remain on the board in the top area, you are granted a boon Mm. that you can use at any point during the course of the Grand Convocation. Oh, there's a piece of paper being handed from Justin to Luke. It says, I love you, kissy face. Please be my grognard. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Okay. Do you want to share it with everyone or are you going to uh, keep it to yourself so, until? No, shall I share it? I'll share it. Obstacle course reward, a plus two competence bonus 
on one dexterity-based skill check attempted during the adventure. Well done. And as you're talking to the men that got you up, you also hear a piece of information. Pick one of these. Justin's fanning some cards now and handing them out to Luke like a bad trailer park magician. Luke's Luke, pick me a card. Luke's <laughs> picked one like and, a... And much like the older sister in Umbar- on the Umbrella Academy, you hear a rumour. Next Generation is the title on this particular oh, it's piece of card. Paper. It's yes. not Kirk. That's right, TNG. Uh, can I read this now? Yeah. Yep. The Society's Success at Neuroscien. Is that right? Sure. Is that right? Okay, sure. Okay. And more recently at the Sky Citadel, Jormurden. Jormurden. Jormurden has captured the imaginations of a new crop of pathfinders who see the society as a potential force for good as well as scholarship. The halls of the quadrangle have not, have not been so full in many years. Wow. Okay. So those of you that want to want to hear some uh, some uh, information, so you you know Reggie's heard of this, and this is a rumor that Reggie comes out with, and all all of you are there as he says, "Look, I heard this thing that we're talking about." If you want to make a knowledge history check or a knowledge geography check, that's. Twice now, in this, we had a conversation about knowledge skills, and I was saying, which ones have you got? Because I'm going to put some skill points when I leveled up. And I said, which ones are worth bothering with? And we came to the conclusion that knowledge geography was a waste of time. And that's twice. Well, you know what I would have said after that? What? History. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what the two skills I don't have? I oh. have history. Oh, good. 21 on history. Oh, well done. Well done. Okay, well that's done. good. That's hilarious. I read a lot of old books. Anyone else? I don't I'm untrained for that. So. Okay. So on 21 Knowledge History. So the two names that you heard then, Miles, uh, they ring a bell. Neuroscyan, which is a, a settlement of Imaday near the Scar. And that settlement was uh, designed to hold back the demons that come ripping through the Scar of the world and try to get into the world of Galorian. There is a, a settlement of Imaday that was overrun by demons and Hellspawn that recently was reclaimed by the Pathfinder Society. So that's what they're talking about there with their uh, their ability in Neurocyan. Jormundan uh, comes to your mind as well. Jormundan is one of the seven sky citadels of the dwarves that fly above the uh, the world of Galorian. Um, Jormundan is a sky citadel that has recently been reclaimed and the pathfinders are taking credit is the uh, story of that for the reclamation mm-hmm. of reclaimed from what is it just been empty up there, uh, yeah it? so the the sky citadels because the dwarves uh basically took to the skies they were underground they took to the skies they were trying to escape and the sky citadels are basically their floating fortress fortresses um some of them were overtaken by demons some of them overtaken by orcs some Cloud of them, giant. yeah of giants um, and many of the Sky Citadels have been lost. I think only three of them are still in the hands of the dwarves at this point in time. Miles, because he never really, he always gets shown up by Flopsy. He's going to put an air of pompous on himself. Oh, I'm surprised you you haven't heard about this, uh, uh, Flopsy. Like uh, the Jormund is one of the, the Sky Fortresses of the dwarves. It's recently been taken over again by the uh, things and uh, that the uh, Scion is from... Uh, that's a city that, yeah, what Brett Justin said. What was it? Name, <laughs> the name of the I place? Th- I think it was called Jormurden. Jormurden is what I think I've heard it be called. The Sky Citadel. Do yeah. you know anything about that, Emriel? 
Ah, well, about the same as uh, the was it private miles? Private miles, yes. Mm. Command miles, whatever you want. Hey, hey Miles, Sinkta says what? It's only funny Should if you see... Should it be a seen... whale sphincter, says <laughs> Shall we go uh, try the lifting contest now, Reg? Yeah, sure, let's have a go. Come on, <sighs> I could do it another boom. <laughs> Would you like me to go through all of them as well, or are you? Uh, so again, animal taming, boasting, law, sleuthing, trap mastery, and weightlifting are the ones that are in your immediate vicinity. That you could Literally, probably get out done of soon. all of them, weightlifting I think is the only one I could do. Flopsy's <laughs> ears prick up at law, mm-hmm. but and look at Amriel going. Should we test our knowledge in the law competition? I, I could. Uh, I could. Uh, I, sure. If nothing else, we'll learn a little bit, won't we? We, we could learn a lot. We could listen to the people and... Uh, I suppose good. law, we're talking law as in... For some reason, I was thinking... Your daughter? <laughs> yeah, I should have been thinking that. But no, I was thinking like legal. <laughs> like law, that's what he said. Or he said law. I think he means L-O-R-E. law. L-O-R-E. Yeah. Oh, right. Which is, I could probably do okay with history. But yeah. Um. All right. So uh, given that you guys have just done that, you go, you go off to uh, to... Actually... I would assume maybe you'd stick with Flopsy and maybe Amriel. We'll stay together. Yeah, and so Flo- the party. Flopsy and Amriel uh, disappear into the law symposium. Sim, short for simple. It's a symposium <laughs> of simples. An outdoor lecture uh, area has been erected in the quadrangle. Uh, the agents here do not literally uh, compete in this event, but provide a meaningful contribution to the panel discussion, which garners the attention of accolades from fellow scholars. So essentially, if you think about it, it's like a table of wisdom that is set uh, out the front with people. And the idea is that you're having some type of debate or uh, or some kind of scholarly discussion with each other while everybody listens to this scholarly discussion, um, almost like it's a lecture at a, at a university or something along those lines. Lines. A table of wisdom where everyone brings a plate, if you will. Everyone can bring a plate. Now, Brett, I'm going to allow you to uh, to roll a D100, please, because the percentile chance of this determines the very topic Ooh. that you have entered into. 37. 37. Number 37. You're going to love this. 37, the topic at this point in time, not later in the day, and I'll tell you the different topics geography. later, is the, <laughs> the connection of people and the land. Oh, no. <laughs> so it is an entire symposium about how different cultures rely on their land and how they migrate and their patterns and how the land and the culture are symbiotic in their nature with each local other. Um, you can use other knowledges if you can think of a knowledge that might give you uh, a, an insight in this, but you've got to be able to convince me as well as everybody else, that that is a knowledge and that you can make a viable contribution to this discussion. At the end of this, I'll tell you some of the other topics that you could have uh, that you could have been part of. Cool, cool, cool. I, I'm veering towards a knowledge nature to understand the land and how it might be applicable in mm-hmm. uh, human settlement and the human impact of sure of that. Okay. So, Emriel, uh, yes. Are you joining this conversation or will you wait for another? I can join the conversation. I 
just don't know what my own skills are yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for them in my, oh, wait, I have a sheet. You say that and Amriel looks at you and you can you can see, you know, all the tattoos that he's got on over his face and his head are just a one big sweat patch start to <laughs> fall down. Yes, I, I will get in front of, uh, remember, Osiriani is my first language. I do not know. The translation would be, be bad. Must be a lot of nature in that desert landscape that you live in. All right, so... Flopsy, how are you going to, uh, what, what's your tack here? Now, I don't expect you to use specifics, but you're going to be using knowledge nature to, to do what? Join the discussion at the table about how humans interact with the land yep. and talk about how stupid humans are all of the time. And if you just left the land to flourish, it would be much better off than if you uh, intercede on its behalf. Okay, just roll your skill check for me. So roll your knowledge check. I did. Yes. 26. Oh, even using the incorrect type of knowledge, most of these guys are, are relying on geographical and their, their knowledge of geography tells them about civilizations and how, you know, like in, in our world, it would be how maybe the Inuit people are using the migration patterns and the skies and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But even with that, people are, oh, very, very good point. Very, makes excellent points about this. Uh, and, and then Amriel gets up to talk. And Amriel seems to stutter very much around the idea that it is about arcane and the dragons are the ones that formed everything. Dragons are at the center of everything. If you don't have a dragon, then you can't have a place and you can't have the people. We all come from dragons. We know the dragons are the first uh, people that were made first. The gods made the dragons. The dragons get, and, and he just harps on about dragons and fails dismally. You're invited to join a second symposium um, very soon afterwards. Can you just roll another percentile chance, please, Flopsy? I always get confused on the double zeros. A nine. A nine. A nine. This seems right up your alley. And even as they say it, Amriel listens to the next topic as it changes. And he, you see him become very crestfallen because his use of his knowledge of arcane arts would have come very much in handy in a topic called the magical properties of materials. Ah, uh, yes. Material properties of uh, hold magic and, and Flopsy will use the dragon claw and pull out magic items and explain that and say, if you could see magic and most of you can, and here we go, and the glows are like this and they interact like this. And actually, if you try hard enough, you can break those magical properties and reform them. Uh, 29. 29. People are astounded by your knowledge. You've blown people away. You're invited to uh, to other scholars' discussions. People say we must catch up and have a conversation at some point. What was your What, 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 what was your name? Uh, in scholarly forms, I'm Jarty Jarty Spinderstrike. Oh, Jarty Spinderstrike. Wonderful. My nom de plume is Flopsy. <laughs> okay, Jarty. Um, we'll have a wonderful discussion. Do, do, do you like tea? Do you like? I do like tea. Wonderful, I also wonderful. like beer and wine. Wine. Beer and wine are very good. We are uh, we have uh, heard of a new a new thing called the automated hot pocket, and <laughs> we are we are, are you talking about the hot pock hot pocket? Yeah, something along those lines. Where you get a hot pocket and after the arcane arts, and they they describe a hot pocket. Trademark flopsy. 
There's a lot of, uh, of conjecture. Flopsy, you too have earned yourself a couple of boons to use at the consort convocation. Could you please uh, take this card here? That was peng, guys. <laughs> the whole exchange was great. So yes, in your discussions, you are first and foremost you you garner a reward to be able to be used at the convocation at any point in time. But also, you hear a rumor: a foreign quarter councilman, Lord Omris of House Arkman, has registered some concern about the grand convocation with Absalom's grand council. Lord Omris feels that the Pathfinder Society is a weirdness magnet that brings more trouble to the city than good. He fears that the Pathfinder Convention is only going to exacerbate and concentrate the mischief that surrounds the society. So he has requested that the District Guard keep close tabs on the Grand Lodge for the next week. The Decemvirate, is that the right? Decemvirate has been in contact with Lord Omris and assured him that all will be well. Yeah, so people are talking, oh, yes, Lord Omris is trying to bring us down, Pathfinders. Pathfinders unite. Yes, Pathfinders are wonderful people, but Lord Omris once says we're dangerous. Not dangerous. Weird. He must be a weirdo. We're definitely not. Now, where's those hot pockets? And you were also granted a boon. I did get a boon. I get a law symposium reward, which is a plus two competence bonus. Never before has Slopsy been competent uh, on one linguistics or knowledge check attempted during this adventure. Mm-hmm. Which brings us back to the weightlifting conference. Yeah, you walk around and there's a lot of guys who are flexing, who are you know, shaved. I, I, I assume that mo- most of the guys have shaved heads with a moustache that's twirled on the outside and they're wearing some kind of leopard print underwear, like an old, oldie timey, lifting up a bar with balls on the end of it that say like 100 pounds or whatever. Um, so you, you walk over to the weightlifting competition and, and again, the weightlifting competition, there are small people, there are large people, there are all the way in between. Uh, so halflings especially are given a, uh, a bit of a, a head start. So smaller folk are actually given a smaller set of weights because they what? know that they are, um, they, <laughs> Look at this, Richard should do well. He doesn't have his height to lift these things. Yeah, but they can't carry as much. Sizes. So, so People basically compete here to see who can lift the heavier weights. If gnomes, halflings, and other small participants may want to, they can opt for a handicap. So they can say, look, because of our size, obviously, you know, if we were the right size, we would be able to. And that handicap is actually they will bolster them up to medium size for this event and you will uh, be able to lift exactly the same as other people so that there's no difference in size. And even large creatures that are here are brought back to medium size as well. Okay. Hold my coat, Reggie. Sure thing. It's the first time I've never heard Miles talk smack about something. <laughs> well, now everyone else has a boon. <laughs> he's shitting himself so he's not going to get one. <laughs> are, you, are you actually going to involve yourself in this as well, Rich? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. He's going to roll up his sleeves. Go first. It's the quiet. You could, uh, it oh, is no the joke. Hang on, hang on. No joke. You could tell me. Any number I when I look at that dice because I cannot read that dice. Oh, yeah, so it's a natty 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even Judging know what by number your that face, actually is. I, d- I think you failed your bluff check. Total seven. 
total of seven. Yes. Okay, Miles goes down and it, uh, something happens in his hamstring. Just you hear it. And his hamstring just pops and he kind of limps off the off the stage. Like, oh, ah, ah, and then like gets off and somebody does some massaging. Mr. Miyagi comes up, claps his hands together. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to give him a chance to meet a lady there. That would have been nice. And Lay then, hands. Yeah. What? If, okay, Reg, if you're doing the same. Uh, so Reg is just going to go for the normal set that he just did. I'm not going to take any of this uh, size adjustments. Okay. I'm going to just go for a set that's exactly the same as what he had. Okay. Uh, he didn't get any concessions or no. things because i was small running through the obstacle course yeah he had to run through the same obstacle course with no concessions so mm -hmm. i'm not going to take any well you are slower than a medium creature so that's the but you get some bonus to dex yeah but i yeah i get yeah i get bonuses all over the place for that for being small oh, so yeah. all right here we go strength 16 total <laughs> <laughs> miles starts drinking <laughs> Reggie moves up to the bar He puts both of his hands He dips his hands in the chalk That's just next to it Like a weightlifter He comes up He jeers the crowd up He bends down to grab the bar In a in deadlift stance And he lifts with all of his might And the bar raises about a centimetre Before he drops it back on the floor Unsuccessfully uh, This tournament has gotten the best Of both of you <sighs> Oh. Everyone's like, yeah, good try, good try. And as you get off, people are handing you some drinks and some, uh, you know, there's some some cons consolation prizes and some, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, people people quickly turn their attention to uh, to the victors and start talking to them and gathering around them and leaving you to your own devices. Well done, gentlemen. You did quite well, even though you're a bitter disappointment. We should move on. Sleep track. <laughs> <laughs> What are the other competitions? The last couple of com competitions are the, uh, there's something around animal taming, something around storytelling, uh, sleuthing, and trap mastery. What's sleuthing, uh, like being sneaky, Ooh. or being something to do with being a sleuth. A detective is also called a sleuth. On all those things, the best I can get bonuses is a one. <laughs> Would sleuthing involve a stealth check? You're not sure. You'd have to go and Let's check, go and it, check out it out. The sleuthing. Let's so you line up for it. Yeah, go on, went up, went up. You walk into the main lecture hall of one of the eastern outbuildings, where several agents have set up a fake crime scene. Oh. The audience watches as each pathfinder is led into the middle of the scene and can remove his or her blindfold, has two minutes in which to examine the scene before replacing the blindfold, and then must describe from memory every single one of the clues and forensic pieces of evidence that you noticed to the audience and to the event organizer. Again, all of you can be part, take part of this if you like. Sure. Yeah, I'm in. Why not? Come on. Let's get okay. real. So things that you might want to use. So you could possibly use a heel skill here because there's, you know, the uh, an idea of a dead body on the floor. You could use perception. You might even, even want to use survival. Or if you have some other kind of idea that you, you can think of. Can you use spells? Uh, no. People are not using magic to, to make themselves any better for this kind of stuff. I'll use perception. Reg will use perception for this. Mm-hmm. Okay, are all three of you uh, taking part of this? Sure. Can I just do an intelligence check? <laughs> you can, if you like. So, uh, we might start. Who would like to go first? Oh, you know what? I've already described exactly what happens to you. Let's do this one as an old-fashioned Lindsay roll-off. 
So we're going to get there. Now, remember, it's not just about each other. There is also a DC you have to beat. Where's that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Each of you. I just glanced into Brett's tray. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's looking like he's uh, just won a disco. Smug as shit. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. So we're not even going to start with him. Let him out, boys. Go on. Lindsay, Miles has had a pretty bad day today. Uh, let's see if it gets any better. What did you? What skill are you using and what did you roll? Oh, was that for that? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, I rolled, I'm using intelligence. I rolled a seven. <laughs> okay. So my total is uh, 11. Interesting. What about you, Reg? Uh, Reg, um Used perception, rolled a nine, which means I've got 19 in total. Okay. And you, Flopsy? Uh, Flopsy also used perception. Uh, He has a plus nine on perception, so he got 29. (laughs) Both of you, uh, Flopsy and Reg, are taken into the next round of this tournament. Uh, Miles, you're left behind, but you're just to rub salt in your wounds, you're left behind because when you use just a generic ability score, you missed out by... One. Oh, had you rolled a 12? I actually should have used perception because I forgot I have my familiar back. What would your view of perception been? Six plus seven, so 13. You still wouldn't have made it. So, because skills are a different DC than ability scores. Uh-huh. So, ability scores are a little lower than skills just because of the way that they work. So, the two of you are taken uh, into the next area. This time, as well as being blindfolded, the room is darkened. The blindfold is taken off, lights are put on immediately, blinding even those of you with dark vision for a moment. As part of your time, you have to blink out. You have to look around, making the DC for this perception check or for this skill check uh, a little bit harder. As reigning victor, Flopsy, what'd you get? He perceives at 26. Oh, and Reg? 23 for Reg. 23. You are both successful, however- uh, it is Flopsy who is taken away by a group of uh, of sleuthers, a group of people who uh, who hear uh, some rumours. But you both managed to get yourself a sleuthing reward. Ooh! So how many have you got there? I got one so far. Two and two on that. Two and two. I've got two. What What do you got there? <laughs> Oh, that's, so, that's cold. That as as cold. you guys leave, you, you come out, find Miles not there, and you go looking for him, and he's in the animal handling pen yelling at a yeah, cow. That's for you. That's for you. And you can take one of these. And Flopsy. What? Take two. Take two? Yeah. So because, Flopsy, you have uh, been so overwhelmingly, like people don't realize that, yeah, at your level, they're like, oh, that's right. You know, they're absolutely astounded by your powers of observation. What are you saying at my level? Um, <laughs> and, and you actually hear two rumors. The first rumor is strange artifact. The principal discovery of the Sky Citadel of Jormundan has been moved to a strange chamber with no corners along the exterior walls, floor, and ceiling. This is to help shield it from strange otherworldly entities. This year's keynote address is allegedly about the artifact discovered in Jormundan, the Sky Key. Well, there's a bit about Jormundan today, isn't there? Mm. Future agendas is the other thing I heard. A large number of venture captains posted abroad 
have made a concerted effort to attend the Grand Convocation this year, there is speculation that there are interesting plans for the year ahead and that they're jockeying for consideration from the December. December it. December it. De- from the Christmas for it. <laughs> and you both received a reward, Luke. What was the uh, boon that you received? Uh, so the boon is a sleuthing reward. So a plus two competence bonus on one heal, perception, or survival check attempt during the adventure. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love That's it. That's a good one. It's a good one. Yep, because I can use that for the heal. That would be pretty helpful for the heal if necessary. Or... A perception comes in handy. All the time. The murmurs and the cheers of the crowd are tremendous. People are having so much fun. They're drinking, they're talking, everywhere taking part in festivities and enjoying themselves. You hear a small whistle. Is it the conch? That gets louder and louder as a bang of a lighted signal flashes and a voice rings through the grounds for all to hear. Pathfinders, please get settled. All campus-wide events will be closing soon. All venture captains and field agents are invited together on the North Lawn for refreshments and the keynote address in several minutes. There is just enough time for one more event, which maybe Miles might be able to redeem himself next week. I doubt it. Highly doubt it. Of the gap. How are you? How? I don't even understand how you you were rolling so badly. Maybe next week the rolls will be with you. Maybe. And you too will get a rumour and some type of boom.